joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Let's stand to our feet and give him praise. soul is fear 
angels cry out the sun ending song holy is the lord god almighty we all bow down in wonder and awe forever we will sing of your beauty angels
Jesus, you're beautiful. Oh, you're beautiful. There is none like you. so beautiful, so beautiful, so beautiful. Your love outshines every darkness. Your love is the hope of our hearts. Oh Lord, we have come to just pour out our love upon you, to worship you, to honor you, to glorify you, to adore you, to bless you. Hallelujah. 
Holy are you, Lord. Holy, 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 holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Hallelujah. God Almighty, saith the Lord. I am the Lord God Almighty, the lifter of your heads, the lover of your soul. Is there anything impossible with me? No. Beloved, it's time to be aware. It is time to be aware. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. For the glory of the Lord shines upon you. Does my word not say that you have been given the very glory that I have given my son Jesus. Beloved, it is time to let that glory shine. You have a deposit within you. You have a deposit from me, my very glory within you. It's time to stop chasing what you already have. Time to stop chasing what I have placed and birthed in you. I have created you as believers in my son Jesus to walk forth in my glory. And it is time now Many say it is a new outpouring. I have outpoured it already. But it's time for you to shine in my glory. It's time for you to allow me to be expressed through you. My love shed abroad in your hearts will bring my manifestation in every situation. Eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has the heart understood the depths of what I am doing. And beloved, you are the instruments of my doing. You are the vessels I have created. You are the temples of my holiness. You are the temple of righteousness in me. As you draw near to me, as you realize what the blood of Jesus Christ has done for you, 
you enter behind the veil and the glory of the Lord shines upon you. I give you a command to go forth. I give you a command to draw all people unto me. You have a mission and my love and my glory will accomplish it through you. Arise and shine for the glory of the Lord rises within you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Beloved, I do have a teaching for today. I really do. In the direction of the spirit of faith. But I don't feel like that's really honestly what the Lord wants me to do right now. So, I have to remain yielded to the Lord. So if you don't mind, we're not really going in a different direction, but we are in a way. Because none of our faith, and I was going to go back to Hebrews 11 and continue the hall of faith, and we were going to talk about uh, Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and all that. Because each one of those lives shows forth an element of the spirit of faith. But until we understand this one thing, we really won't get the benefit of what I was planning to do today. So the Lord has spoken to my heart to say, According to the scripture, the most important thing is that your faith worketh by love. Faith only worketh by love. And indeed, it worketh by love. And y'all have sat in this church long enough to understand how much God loves you. He loves you unceasingly. He loves you desperately. He loves you passionately. He loves you to the point that his son allowed himself to be crucified. And when that happened, he gave you a gift of life behind the veil, living behind the veil living in the heavenly realms, no closed door, no brass ceilings, open portals, and you are intentionally created to be a portal of heaven to those around you. The glory of the Lord has risen 
It has risen in you, and you need to take ownership of that and quit running in fear and quit looking in the past and quit operating under the rejection of the world because it no longer belongs to you, and it does not matter. Paul said, Paul said, I have wronged no man, and he had been a murderer. You are not here to be judged by man. All that matters is God. All that matters is that you please him. All that matters is the desire of your heart is to do his will and his will alone. And the Lord says to you, I have come to encourage you today to shine forth in my glory. And you, that will happen when my love operates through you. I have shed my love abroad in your heart. You are a new creature. You are not the person you used to be. I paid a price. And I need each and every one of you to walk in the gift that I have purchased for you. I need you to do that for me so that my son's sacrifice is not in vain. First Corinthians 14 says, follow the way of love. Follow the way of of love. Follow the way of love. You have no greater calling than to walk in the love of God that he has shed abroad in your heart. God did not send his son into this world to condemn the world. He sent his son to save the world through him. And his love saves. There is no one in your life, think of anyone who's going through a dark time. There is no one that the outpoured love of God will not reach and turn around. It's not your judgment that is going to change a person. It is your love. The love of God poured out from your heart. A passionate love. A love that is self-sacrificing. A love that does not see the pattern of bad behavior, but sees the pain inside a person and is willing to come alongside that person 
and wrap these great big God arms around them and pull out the pain. We are not here to judge people's patterns. And there is a spirit of self-righteousness in the church. And it shuns the sinner. And that is bad. That is very, very bad. That is the evil of the Pharisees. Did you hear what I said? You know, we can get to a point, and we don't mean to be self-righteous, because we know that in the word, right, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. We know that, right? No other way will you ever obtain any righteousness. But we get lazy. We get lethargic. People do. And they start walking in this self-righteousness that judges sin. People, I'm saying, people in sin. Now, are we to judge sin itself? Yes. We compare it to the Word. And if the Word says it's sin, it's sin. Okay, do we have a an obligation at that point to walk as witnesses. Do you have an obligation to walk as witnesses? Yes, you do. But that obligation does not include your judgment. God sent his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would be saved. But if you continue on, you see that he sent his son not to condemn, but to deliver and to save those in sin. What did Jesus do? He walked with sinners. He supped with taxpayers. He touched the lepers. He healed the sick. You are anointed to do the same. Yes. You are in the world and not of it. Thank you, Lord. Because you are not of the world, you have a special gift in Christ. Because you have been separated out. Now, every person is chosen unto the Lord. He doesn't reject anyone, okay? But certain people have chosen him. And at that point, you have been separated unto your Father. And in that separation, you are called. You are called with a mission from the Lord. And that is to love your brother and sister. To love the people in the world. You understand what I'm saying? 
And there is this self-righteousness that needs to be expunged from the midst of the church. We are to be a hospital. We are to be a hospital. We want every transgender person. We want every person living in sin. We want every person living in adultery. Every liar, every greedy person. Where did you come from? Where did you come from? What drew you? Was it the judgment of others that drew you, or was it the love and the mercy and the kindness of your Lord? What was it that drew you? You are meant to draw people. You are meant to go into the highways and the byways and bring them in. I don't see that happening. in the way in which it should. You need to be fearless. I need to be fearless. Does your faith take risk? Yes, it takes risk. It takes you going up to someone. Linda Kemp, a couple weeks ago, told me that, can I steal your, your testimony for a minute? You know, they, they had this challenge in the prayer group to try to reach others. And so she goes to Walmart, and she's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. You know what? God will put you into risk, what you feel is a risk, and it really isn't even a risk. It may feel like a risk to you, but it is not. Because it will bring his glory. It will bring his grace. It will bring his power. It will bring his manifestation. When you step out in faith, on a word that you have from God. And she went up to someone in Walmart, and I think it was a teller if I believe this, if I remember the story accurately. <coughs> and she went up and I guess the teller seemed stressed or something. And you said, Can I pray for you? She said, Oh, you said, How are you doing? And she she poured out this story about how awful life was. Lots of things going on in her life. So Linda goes, Can I pray for you? And the lady, what, burst into tears. Burst into tears. Do you see that pain? Just because someone's going to say, can I pray for you? Okay, that took a risk. But God rewards the risk, not only in your life, but in that other person's life. And so then the, the following week when Linda went back, and of course she prayed like she said, she's a person of her word, right? And so she went back the next week, and she saw that same person. And she's like, how are you doing? And the lady's like, oh, man, you wouldn't even believe all the great things that happened. You wouldn't believe how the situation turned around. That's faith taking a risk, and that is faith planting a seed in another person's life, and that is seed coming to fruition. Because someone chose to love someone. She could have ignored that when that lady said, 
You know, she could have not really meant, how are you doing? She could have ignored that. And when the lady poured out her troubles, she could have just said, oh, I'm sorry. But she didn't. She took a walk of faith. She took a step of faith. She took a, a step of love in that person's life. And it made a difference. We are here to make a difference. You need to go into the highways. You need to go into the byways. You need to draw the hearts with the love of God. Because it's a gift that you've been given and that you've been meant to share. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord has risen within you. The glory of the Lord has been implanted in your very spirits. What are you doing with it? And it is time to get this self-righteousness out of the church. It will draw no one and it will shun everyone. You are no better. I am no better. We were all sinners. We all came from desperate places. And we serve a merciful God who reached out for us. Not with condemnation, but with the love of his heart. And I, I'm not going to use that word. It would be another word I could use. I have had enough of hearing things like Well, let me, let me put it a different way because I don't want to sound judgmental toward you either. And I'm not even necessarily speaking to you as individuals. I am speaking generically to the church and what our mission and what our call is. But when you see a person in sin, do you understand that Sin is sin. Now, there are certain sins that are, you know, against the, a, a person's personal body. But God has no less love for a person walking in a gay lifestyle, a transgender lifestyle, than anyone else. And we need to clear our minds. Now, do we speak the truth in love? Yes. What is marriage? It is a man and a woman. It is the Bible definition of marriage. Okay? But there are sins that, all sorts of sins. Do you know that gossip is murder? You're no, you're no less, okay, no one who believes in Jesus Christ is any more a sinner. Okay? Okay? You're just not a sinner anymore. You might sin, but you are no longer defined by that term. Okay? So I want to make that real clear. 
So when I'm talking about sin, you understand the premise, right? Okay. Greed needs to be cleaned up just as much as any other sin. Gossip needs to be cleaned up just as much as any other sin. Lying needs to be cleaned up just as much as any other sin. Are you happy that when you lied and when you were greedy and when you gossiped and when you backstabbed people that the Lord was there to draw you out in love? And are you glad that you do not have to walk in a spirit of rejection because of your past? Are you glad of that? Okay, will you offer that same gift to the next sinner that walks through that door. It's what we're called to do. The love of God shed abroad in our hearts to bring the goodness of God to the lives of people. You understand that? I know you do. I know we have an understanding of this, but we get caught. People get caught. Let's not say that we're going to do this, okay? But people get caught in this lethargy. And we ever want to be seeking the so-so. See, when you were saved, it's so-so healing. That doesn't, it's not just like physical healing, although it is. It's not just salvation, although it is. It's everything. It's every form of redemption in a person's life that the blood of Jesus provided. You see that? The blood of Jesus gave so-so life. We are to be those so-so life demonstrators, not hate mongers. Now we call sin, sin, because when you call sin, sin, and then you love a person out of it, you have given them so-so life. So I don't, I don't have to call out every sin. You see that? But we cannot remain in this self-righteous because it's what we all came out of. Am I making that clear? You have come out of muck and mire. And guess what? There's still muck and mire in each one of our lives that we need to come out of. Okay? So no less. Do each of us have things in our lives that we need to allow the Spirit to deal with? So how much less should we be judging those around us? They're persons. We need to recognize that they are motivated. All sin is motivated by demonic spirits. Okay? The love of God will cause those demonic spirits to flee. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. 
Do you see what the focus of that, of that scripture is? It's let God arise. It's not go judge that person. <coughs> it's not walk in self-righteousness that you are better than they or that you are further along in your walk than they. It is let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. And we are in a time where those who get this are going to see so much manifestation of the glory. You will be walking and people will be healed in the streets. You're not even going to need a handkerchief. You understand what I'm saying? Love covers a multitude of sin. There is no higher calling, no greater weapon that you have than to walk in the love of God toward other people. And that means you can no longer be offended. When something doesn't go your way or when someone despicably treats you. You will be persecuted. You will be despicably treated. Darkness and more darkness is going to cover this world. And you are going to be a light that the darkness cannot overcome. Because you will be shining forth in the love and the light and the glory of your God. <coughs> What has the Spirit of the Lord come upon you to do? The Spirit of the Lord has anointed you. You have the anointing of Christ. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed you to bring good news to the poor including the poor in spirit. To proclaim freedom to the captives, to open the prison doors. Are you going to be a prison door opener? You've been given that mantle. You already have it. You have been mantled. <coughs> with the Spirit of God to set the captives free. It is the anointing of the Holy Spirit and not the judgment of man that will accomplish that. And it will accomplish that. I'm sorry I'm yelling. It's not like I'm angry. I'm just excited. So don't mistake, okay? Don't mistake my passion for, for any ill intent. Please don't mistake that. 
But you have been set in this time, in such a time as this, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the favor of the Lord. The year of his favor. You are to declare the favor of the Lord. Psalm 5 says, his favor is round about you like a shield. Go share it. Go shine it. His goodness is what draws people to repentance. And the world needs to repent. But it is his goodness, his mercy, his long-suffering, his loving kindness that is going to draw all men unto him. He has been patient with you. And we must be patient with those who need the gospel of Jesus Christ and the peace it brings because it is the only peace in this world. People are tormented in their minds. Fear, rejection, depression, oppression. And you or me casting a nasty look with a hateful eye will never solve the problem. Your sneers have no place. You may not understand what that other person is going through. You may disagree with it. But when you sneer at another person, you are as wrong as they are. I am as wrong as they are. You might see their bad behavior. You might see where they're in sin. But when you were in the middle of sin, did you see you in sin? Or were you just struggling to put one foot in front of the other and live another day? See what I'm saying? There's pain out there. There's pain. And you get to be, through Jesus, the lifter of somebody's head. You get to be the answer to that pain, that sorrow. He took our pains. He took our sorrows. Will you be the bearer, the burden bearer for somebody else? Will you be the, the person that sticks closer than a brother when you see the wrong that they're doing and the pain that it's causing and the pain that it's causing everybody else? 
Will you be that one that refuses to turn your back and will hope beyond hope and have faith beyond faith that God is the answer, that God has a solution, that there is so-so life for that person no matter what it looks like. Will you be that hope? I'll ask it more quietly and maybe I'll get an answer. Will you be that hope? Yes. Because we serve a God of hope. We serve a God of healing. We serve the only love there is. Nothing compares with the love that he has for you. And we are meant to be these open portals of the love of God. Rivers of living water flowing forth from your bellies to bring life and liberty, to bring freedom. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Do you know you have a power? The Holy Spirit within you, power. Do you know you have that power? Do you know you have the name above every other name? He anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power to go around doing good, doing good, and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him, and God is with you. So don't say in your heart, okay, well, I can go minister to the liar, I can go minister to the gossip, but I can't minister to the one who had an abortion. I can't minister to the one who is transgender. I can't minister to those. That's too much. Well, you are wrong. You are wrong. I have never seen a limit to God's love in any person's life. So don't walk around with disdain for a person Do you hate the sin? Will you come against? Will you say, Lord, rebuke that evil spirit? Yes. What about the man of Gadaria? Or Gadara, however you want to say it. What about him with so many evil spirits? Did God, did Jesus walk up and say, well, I think I could, I'll I'll go ahead and forgive you of this one, but that one's, Too ugly. No, in an instant, what did he do? All of them. Freedom. Every bit, every all of it. We don't need to know everything about a person. But we do need to know that the love of God will reach them and heal them and set them free and open prison doors.
but it requires you allowing that love to saturate your heart to the extent that when you walk up to someone, you don't even have a question. Not even a question. Is that clear? You carry a glory that is so precious and so beautiful. A gift of God given to you simply because you chose his son. And he wants you to share that beauty with everyone around you. What's the definition of grace that we love at this church? It is seeing the ultimate beauty in a person. And that actually is part of the definition. If you really want to go back and study your history, it is seeing the ultimate beauty in a person. God, that I would see the ultimate beauty in every person. God, that I would see in the midst of their sin how beautiful they are to you. How important they are. How necessary they are to your kingdom. How you want them to live with you for all of eternity. God, that I would see that beauty in every person and be motivated. Be motivated to be your hand, to be your foot, to be your word, to be your love extended. God, let that be me. God, let that be you. You walk in the presence of God every day. He's here with you now. He's here with you now. He walks with you. You can rest in his presence. He will direct you. And if you take a risk, if you take a risk and you reach out to someone and, and they reject that, you know what? They're not rejecting you. And you don't even know what, what that has done in their heart at that moment. Just that someone would reach out and say, may I pray? If, even if you don't get a response, that someone would reach out and say, can I pray for you? See what I'm saying? So anyway, that wasn't my message, but that was what the Lord wanted me to share with you today. That we must follow the way of love. We must follow the way of love. We must follow. And you know what? So I'm just going to say one more thing. I'm going to let you go. Sometimes it's hardest in your own families. You see your kids and you're not happy with what they do. Or parents or whatever, cousins, whatever. In your own family, sometimes it's harder to love and easier to judge. But God has put you in families. And that's your biological family, and that's your church family. And we need to be just as tender 
and loving and kind in our own biological families, in our church families, as we are, as we are called to be with the world. Does that make sense? Okay. So, <coughs> okay. I am going to read... Ezekiel Ezekiel 47 because this is what you are meant to be this is what has been provided for you the river from the temple are you the temple of the Lord okay the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east, and the water was flowing. The water was flowing. The water was flowing from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to my waist. He measured off another thousand but now it was a river, and I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in. You are meant to swim in the glory of God. You are meant <coughs> to swim in this river of life. You are. What is the river of life? The river of life is the very love of God pouring forth. He, he is love. He is, he, it isn't something he does. It is who he is. And it is his river of life that will vanquish every fear, that will end every rejection, that will solve every pain, that will heal every person. He measured off another thousand and led me through water. But now it was a river that I could not cross. Because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in a river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see? Do you see this? Do you see what this is? Do you have the eyes of faith? Do you see this? That's the question. Will you see yourself? in this river will you swim then he led me back to the bank of the river when i arrived there i saw a great number of trees on each side of the river he said to me this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the arabah where it enters the sea listen listen what's coming up when it empties into the sea the water there becomes fresh. 
You are waves of fresh water. You are waves in the river that turn the sour into sweet, that turn the stagnant into fresh. Do you see that? Swarms of living creatures will live. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. Will you be the river that flows? There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. Hallelujah. So where the river flows, everything will live. Everything will live. Hope will live. Faith will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from En Gedi to En Eglam. There will be places for spreading nets. You are to be a net spreader. You are to bring them in. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But the swamps, the marshes, will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Listen to this. Listen. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither. Go read Psalm 1, verse 3, please. That's your homework for the week. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Your fruit will not fail. And the fruit that you, the seeds that you plant to bring fruit in other people's lives, that fruit will not fail. Every month they will bear. See that? Never ending, always bearing. Because the water from the sanctuary, from the throne of God, flowing from the throne into your belly, into your hearts, and flowing out from you because the river from the sanctuary flows, the temple of God, you, that river flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. You are a river that feeds trees whose leaves are healing, whose fruit is healing, ever bearing. Because the love of God doesn't know how to do anything else. Hallelujah. Okay, well, now I probably really am done. <laughs> so I feel that's what the Lord wanted to say today. Maybe next week we'll be back on the faith thing. But you will walk in the love of God. You will. And it will bring the fruit of God. 
in Jesus' name. Okay, so we are going to take our, we are going to receive communion. Anyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have three open communion. When everyone has their elements, that they can stand, so I know that everybody, nobody's been left out. Thank you, Lord, for your love, for your mercy, for your forgiveness, for your sacrifice, for your obedience. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I receive your body as healing in my life. In Jesus' name. Thank you for your mercy. You poured it out for each and every one of us. You poured it out for the world. Mercy. The seed of mercy where we can all come and receive forgiveness. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we're going to receive your tithes and your offerings. In all things, give as unto the Lord. You cannot help but be blessed when you give as unto the Lord. And Lord, we thank you for every gift, every seed sown. Direct us, guide us, and how you want every seed to be sown, all for your glory. I thank you, Lord, that you bless the seed. I thank you that you open the windows of heaven so much that they do not have room to contain it, and that you rebuke the devourer on their behalf for every tithe and for every offering, Lord. I thank you that they are blessed 30, 60, 100 fold that men give into their bosoms, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Now go and be blessed and walk in the love of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. If anyone needs special prayer or anything, of course I'm here. Everybody knows. Someone turn my microphone off. Can someone turn my microphone off?